1: Sleeping Dogs now on digital. That's SleepingDogsMovie dot com slash Wondery. That song actually works for us. Let's talk about sex, babe. It does work.
0: Let's it does talk work. About for... you and me. Okay, you can stop singing now. Uh, so we are talking about an age-old debate.
1: Yes. Today. Now, today's topic.
0: Today's topic is how early is too early to have sex with another person?
1: Yeah. Um. By the way. We pretty much had sex the first time we met. No, we didn't. Uh, yeah, we did. <sighs> we were in New York. Was I was with my boy, Ricky. You were your friend. And we went to that weird bar where there was this oh, um It wasn't a weird bar. That was, that was yeah, fun. they were that jamming. Was it was It was, what's the name we of had the had band? We had a
0: great time. We were listening to 80s music. You didn't know any of the songs because you're French and you don't know any. You didn't <laughs> I knew the
1: classic. I mean, the dude was like jamming, looking at me like. I
0: hey, mean, these are like 80s pop songs they were playing. Yeah. And he, knew, he knew nothing. He knew I none did of them. I did know
1: a few of those, but yeah, a lot of times I was like, ah, I don't
0: know But I that still is. took you home, so it's not like that was yeah, that is a deal true. breaker, actually, on my end. I
1: mean, if, let's be honest, we were pretty damn hammered Yeah, we the were. First time. Yeah. Hammered. I remember I? you had, like, a box of waters in your apartment.
0: Did I? Yeah. No, I didn't. That was yeah. some other girl. I, I've never had a box of you waters, had so in like much waters in my apartment. I can, you you I had can guarantee you that. You had a box of waters
1: in your apartment. I remember it.
0: There's no way. You oh. Had, you also had
1: like no blinds, so there was like sun super early in the morning.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> my God. Remember the next day. I had. I don't remember much about that night. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. Could you give me some water? Please? And
1: you actually lost your phone. I don't know if you remember that too. I
0: lost my phone twice. Yeah. I lost my phone once that night, and then again the next day. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's gonna think that I am a complete, uh, you know what?
1: No. Go ahead, say like
0: it. A flighty person.
1: Oh, a flighty person.
0: Yeah. yeah, that was back when I cared about what you thought about me. Yeah. Uh, now it's a completely different story.
1: No, who cares? That's how it should be. That's yeah. how All relationships should be.
0: And that's why we can talk about sex.
1: Exactly. So today, that's what we're talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. You okay, that. so we did. So we're going to be talking to Dr. Justin Garcia in a few minutes. He is the head of the Kinsey Institute. Which they're known for doing their sexual studies and ab- about sexuality and about humanity. So yeah. I feel like he's going to be a good one to talk to.
1: But before that, let's share. You know, okay. I, I'd like to know. Obviously, listen, listen,
0: I I found myself okay. So I went on a date. Not this was maybe I don't know like a like a month or so ago. Okay, um, with a guy who I was really into, and I was excited about the date. And this is before the date, the date one even started. And, and I found myself where'd you Googling meet? Him? where did I meet him yeah. on hinge? On hinge. Yeah. Cool. I found myself googling, "Is it okay to have sex on the first date?" And I'm not sure what answer I was hoping for, or what answer I was looking for. I didn't get an answer.
1: Did you? Did you seriously do that?
0: I did. I did. Wow. Okay. I did. So I, you know, and we were. I wanted the, the, the date, and it was fine, and like we were talking and laughing, and you know, we were there for hours, and. He invited me back to his apartment, which was like right around the corner, conveniently.
1: Oh, um, yeah, right. Smart man. Went
0: back, had a few drinks, or had a couple of drinks, and nothing happened. Nothing happens. Why? We sat on the couch and talked the entire time. We made out a little bit, but that was it. And so I made the mistake of letting my inner dialogue out, and I said, "Listen, I'm really into you, but, and that's why I don't think it's a good idea that we have sex." tonight on the first date
1: okay question right before right now did you want to have sex that night i did did you like
0: i, I did i did
1: so it w- did you feel like it was some type of it was in your head
0: i just felt like if we had sex that night i would probably never see him again
1: and, d- d- and that's i even
0: told him that i even said like if, if we have sex tonight odds are like we're not going to talk anymore because that's been my experience so i want to wait if you don't mind and what do you say and he was cool with it i mean obviously what was the alternative <laughs> no <Yeah>. get out <laughs> no yeah of course <laughs> uh so yeah he was cool with it we wanted a, a second date and and you know yes we had sex and then and then he lo and behold
1: then he didn't call you again
0: he ghosted me for a few days we had a conversation and that was the end of it
1: <laughs> so so then it changes nothing The argument is having sex on the first date.
0: So it didn't matter if it was the first date or the second date. It it still ended. see,
1: I I feel like these rules are not – it all depends of who you're with. If you're with an asshole who just wants to have sex with you, he will wait whatever long it takes to have sex with you and not call you again. If you're with someone who is genuinely into the idea of being in a relationship with you, having sex the first night, the second, the third doesn't change anything.
0: And, and just, you know, j- let me just first say this. I, I think that a woman should never feel bad about wanting to have sex in the first date. I feel no. like a woman's sex drive, it can be just as equivalent to a man's. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of societal pressures that have gone along with yes.
1: that. Uh, yes. It seems to me like it's changing a little bit.
0: I hope so. Right? Thanks to Madonna and Sex in the City.
1: Okay. Sure. So what's your answer then? And there's no rules on when to have, when to wait.: I Just personally feel don't, as,
0: I, I personally don't think there should be any rules. I think there's a lot of pressure we put on ourselves as women and may, and I don't know. Do, do, if, if you're about to go on a date with a with a girl, do you have the same thought? Do you have the same thought going in?
1: I always go in thinking nothing's going to happen. I okay. always go in as like, we're going to do something. Obviously, if the first date is at my house or at her place, now I'm like, okay. You know, this seems to me like something's going to happen, but first date to me, a lot of times, and it happens where I don't even kiss. Hmm. We go, we have a good time. I say bye. Also, my first dates are usually more coffee thing. I'd rather hang out with a person during the day where I can see them in the light, where where we can have a conversation without being intoxicated with alcohol or whatever.
0: (laughs) where Where I can see them in natural light. In natural
1: light without... The dim, like the fucking, you know, when it's all dark and and the, the contouring doesn't, I yeah, know. no, no, no. Yeah, you know, I knew actually a dude who would always do first dates uh, hikes, like noon hikes. Why to see? Uh, yeah, how, to see in how, shape how she the looks. Girl was? No, to see how she looks without makeup because she'll Ooh. be sweating the makeup. He's like, all right, this is this is what. A, mm, what it yeah, looks
0: like. but we can jujitsu that very easily. Do you, you don't understand the tricks of the trade that we have? We yeah, can make it seem like we're not wearing any makeup, but we're actually wearing a shit ton of makeup.
1: I it's thought, called the see. no
0: it's called the no makeup makeup look.
1: Which is insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see these videos like, hey, this is my natural look. Like natural look, just, <laughs> just wake that's up. That's it. Just wake up. Just that's wake natural up. look. You don't need to do a natural glam. Yeah. Um, but okay, I just want to go back to what you said. So <laughs> I've I've had discussions with girls that are friends, and some one in particular told me, you know, that she has like a Two to three, or two weeks, three, or even a month rule before she has sex with a guy now, and that is because she's been fucked over too many times okay. where she has sex, and then at which I understand. However, and this is where I'm gonna ma- try to make my point as clear as possible. But six, okay. So I don't, I don't even know where to start. Oh my god! Listen, so Wait, if I you need date a guy,
0: to figure out yeah. where you're going with us.
1: No, I'm gonna go like this. So okay. if if you if you date a guy, right, and his intention are – he's a good guy and his intention is to be serious. Whether you have sex with him or not on the first night, second night, third night will not change. His intentions will be there. He's still interested in you and he's going to want to have sex. And, and, and he's going to want to keep dating you even after you have sex, okay? Mm-hmm. If you're dating a guy who is only into the idea of fucking, then yes, first night he will fuck. And he will disappear of your life. But if you're like, no, you have to wait, he's going to wait around, he's going to be dating other girls, he's going to be having sex with other girls, and then when you're ready, he's going to have sex with you and not call you. Yeah. So the outcome is the same. Also, one of the, the arguments that usually comes, comes you know, my way is like, well, I want to make sure the guy is serious before I have sex. I want to make sure he's serious about me. And again, the guy could be very serious about you. It doesn't change the fact that six months down the line, you guys might still break up. So, so six months time, down do the you line. S-
0: do, you see how, do you see how one-sided that is for women to think, to think this way? We're thinking to ourselves, well, I'm going to make him wait. Like we're not getting anything. If we want to have sex with a guy, we're going to make – we're going to force ourselves to wait. We're going to make him wait just for the idea of oh my goodness, I want to I want to get in his good graces and I want to make him wait and and you know, maybe he'll stick around long enough to, for us to have some sort of relationship. Sure. But you're depriving yourself of something that you want, which sometimes is sex. And and the older I get, the more I'm figuring this out that it's very normal for a woman to have a sex drive, especially if she's physically attracted to the guy. Yeah. Then it's okay. It's and, okay and, and to I, have
1: sex and that's the point. And again, like I said, if six months, even if you, if you want to be serious with the guy and the guy wants to be serious, six months down the line, you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe you'll meet somebody else. Maybe you'll meet somebody else you'll be, and you guys break up. Mm-hmm. So when you'll think back on it, you'll be like, it didn't change a thing six months down the line, whether you had sex on the first night or the second, you guys are no longer together, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I've dated, I've dated a girl where I was in a relationship back when I was in Montreal. We had sex on the second night and we were together. And it didn't matter. And it did not matter you know yeah. because i feel it's 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 more frustrating that you know you have a first date and you have a blast with the girl and all you want to do is finish with this girl with you 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 possibly want to be like i want to have breakfast with you let's you know and things happen that's awesome it's more frustrating when there's this rule where the girl's like no i want to do it but i can't do it it's kind of like why we're both know, in this beautiful know, moment know, together? Let's yeah, just do it. I know.
0: It. So why would you set up barriers and set up rules for yourself? I think that's that's just to me. Like I, when I hear women talk about that, I, you're, you're depriving your own self. Yes. Of something that you want to do and, and something that you feel would be natural and, and good for you.
1: Yeah, and go with your guts. Go with your guts. If, if this guy inspire you and, and feels and, and feel secure that he's going to call you,
0: do it. Who cares? Mm-hmm.
1: If, you've, if you're a little, uh I'm not sure, then don't do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it can be a rule applied to everyone. It's everybody is different. Every date is going to be different. Every person you're going to date is going to be different. And you should be open to the idea of things happening or not.
0: So you think whether it happens at that moment or whether it happens, you know, two weeks from now, it doesn't matter to the guy.
1: I don't think so. So, um, so words, I, do, I do think that some guys, if you if, if they sleep with girls on the first night, they might be like, oh, this girl was too easy. I could never date I, a girl like this. I was, like was going
0: to ask you. Yeah, exactly. What, what does a um, guy think if a girl puts herself out there way too fa- seemingly way too fast, maybe on the first date?
1: Um, what does a guy th- think? This is, I, I, yeah, that's tough. I think differently uh, because I, I guess my mom's always told me, you know, when you have sex with a girl, she's fucking you as much as you're fucking her. So it's not a one-sided thing.
0: Your mom says it like that?
1: No, but that's what she means. She goes, more, It's more like, it's more like, when you're being intimate with a girl, yeah, just yeah, know yeah, that yeah, she's yeah, having yeah. as much pleasure as you are. You know, that's, yeah. a, but that's pretty much what she means. Yeah. Uh, and I agree. So for me, if I have sex with a girl on the first night, if I'm genuinely into the person, it, 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 it doesn't change anything. And as a matter of fact, sometimes having sex with a girl fairly fast could tell us if we have sexual chemistry could Mm -hmm. tell us right away i was like oh are we at least a good match in bed if so now let's go explore their relationship and maybe you know because imagine like you've dated for a month and then you have sex and you guys are
0: and he has a micropene like what
1: yeah i mean that or just i I was i wasn't going like that (laughs) it's so childish I was, it was more about, it was more about you. if you, your guys' sexual vibe is to- totally different. Like you guys are really not into the same thing. It's like, fuck, well, we've wasted a month because we're not going to have sex. Yeah. You know, but it is true that for some guys, a girl that has sex early, they might be.
0: It's a turnoff to some there guys. may
1: be like, oh yeah, she's, she's in the streets. So well, I'm you, not going to Yeah, date you her.
0: also think, right. Like if she's doing this with me on the first night, she's done this with everybody on the first night. Sure. is that
1: what is, Sure, but then have a little bit it is, but also first of all why don't
0: we think about that as women? Because I don't. No, yeah, exactly. If I have sex with a guy on the first date, I don't think about the fact that oh well he's done this so many times with so many other women. I don't that that thought does not even come across my my brain. You know what comes across my brain? I feel like shit. I feel bad about myself.
1: Yeah, and that is I
0: should have made him wait.
1: That is pure society judgment in, 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 in your head.
0: Catholic guilt.
1: Oh, yeah, that's that that's true. But luckily, I feel like you know we can ask these questions, and hopefully we can have a bit more clarity. I want to get with, the science behind it. Let's get the science behind it.
0: I also think there's a lot that men and women don't talk about when it comes to sex. And for yep. that, we're going to go to Dr. Justin Garcia. So he is the executive director of the Kinsey Institute. He's also the scientific advisor to Match. I didn't even know they had scientific advisors at Match. <laughs> Welcome, Justin Garcia.
2: Hi, thanks for having me on. Good to be with you both.
0: Thanks for being with us. Thanks for being with us, yeah. Tell me, first of all, what the Kinsey Institute is.
2: Sure. So the Kinsey Institute is the world's leading sex research uh, institute and a research program and center. So we've got over a dozen faculty who study different aspects of human sexuality. My work's on romantic and sexual relationships. Some people uh, at the institute work on sexual behavior, sexual fantasy, romantic love, um, arousal, so a whole suite That's of different perfect. issues. He has
0: a lot of sexual fantasies.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to your fantasies. <laughs> and uh, and um, we also have a collection, so it's the wor- world's largest research collection of sexual materials.
0: I love that. Art, artifact, awesome.
2: photography. Uh, we're located at Indiana University for nearly three quarters of a century.
0: Wow, long and storied a career you have as well. So... We're talking about when is it too early to have sex in either a dating situation or a relationship? And the first question I'll ask you, Justin, do men and women have different standards about when is too early to have sex?
2: Yeah, it's a great it's a great question. So there there are different standards, and part of those are um, culturally imposed, right? because we part of that has to do with uh, stigma that's around you know when you if you have sex too soon or what's perceived as too easily. And there's often a lot of concern, particularly with women, that
0: yeah. they should be yeah. the
2: kind of gatekeepers of sex, right. end up and all sorts of weird gender norms and rules. And um, so part of it is that, but there's also a lot of variation of when people have sex. So a lot of us know the kind of common three-date rule a lot of people use.
1: Uh, this is very prominent in the US. Right. This is more of an American three-date rule type of thing.
0: And in, in Europe, I guess it's different.
1: Yeah, we, whenever.
0: Julian is French. (laughs) I'm surprised you haven't reminded him of that yet. Yeah. But Julian's French and I guess they just have different norms, sexual norms in Europe.
1: I think we're a little bit more open uh, when it comes to sex, generally speaking, like, you know, billboards and stuff like that, like ads have have a bit more nudity and, and we are just a little bit... It's 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 less of a taboo, and it's also seen as a mutual thing. It seems to me like in the U.S., it's kind of like the guy is having sex with the girl, whereas in a f- and that's still generalizing. But in French mentality, it's meant we're both having sex, we're both having this experience.
0: So women are a little bit more empowered culturally. When I would it comes say that. I would say that. In France, in I Europe? think so. Okay, I mean, I guess there's, I guess there is some hope, right?
1: <laughs> if we all go to Europe, Data French guy. Um,
2: so there's. Um there's a lot of, uh, I think what, part of what you're suggesting and, and is true is that there's also differences in dating cultures that in different places of the world. So for the, so the, if if we wanna know how many dates in people have sex, part of the question is what the heck is a date?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that varies in, in Europe, and in the US and different parts of the world as well. So there's there's also, um, so there was a study, there was this one great study a couple of years ago that asked this question that tried to say how many dates do people have sex? And the hard part was, um, people have very different definitions, right? So some of us might say, well, we've been hanging out for three months and aren't we dating? They said, well, we never really called it dating, so what is it? And someone else could say, well, we've been sleeping together for three months and wouldn't you say we're dating? And I said, well, I'm not really sure. And then someone else could say, um, you know, uh, we're dating, but we haven't done any of that, but maybe we should start to. <laughs> so uh, part of it is having those conversations but what the study found, so the hard part, of course, was figuring out what the heck a date is. But when they got past that hurdle, they found that about half of people wait uh, a few weeks okay. to the, for the first time they have sex in a new relationship. About a third have sex on the first date.
0: A third?
2: Mm-hmm. And 11%, and they had a sample of over 10,000 people, 11% um, had sex before the first date.
0: What does that even mean? How can you have, I thought...
1: Just come over kind of type of thing. It's like hang out at the house, have a few drinks and wouldn't that have be sex? considered a date though? Again, well, uh,
2: well, what do you both think? I think this is really interesting. I,
0: I personally think if you're meeting up together physically in person, that would be considered a date. If it's not a friendship thing. It's a date if two people are attracted to each other and they're in the same room and they're meeting up for to get to know each other, I guess. So
1: that's funny because that, for most guys, and I think I will speak for most guys, but if you are meeting right away at the house, it doesn't seem like for us it's a date. It seems more like, oh, she's coming over, something might happen. A date might require being outside of the house, like going somewhere, doing, even if it's a walk outside a neighborhood, that's still more of a date than a you date. coming over. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, then I also guess that coronavirus has kind of turned all this on its head too, yeah. because a date you know, during COVID is maybe you come over and you have a drink and you order food or make food or whatever and watch a movie. And that would be considered a date.
2: Yeah. I, we just did a study with Match. We do a study every year called Singles in America. So we survey, survey over 5,000 single adults. And a full 20% of the sample said that they would insist on wearing a mask for their full first date because of Even
1: during sex, they would keep their mask on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a third of the population who had sex on the first date. That's crazy. With their mask on. With the mask on. That's good. Well, there are definite definite rules and regulations. No,
2: those are different studies. They're not not necessarily having. A... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly.
0: like
1: no condoms, but mask on. You gotta <laughs> pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well,
2: yeah, it's the new right. It's the new way of uh, uh, showing.
1: It is. Um, it actually is. I know that through you know the last few months of dating, some of the questions that I've got is like, hey, you know, have you been hanging out with a lot of people? Like, are you? covid safe are you you know trying to how is this And, and a lot of them are valid because like i you know i live with my parents or i'm seeing some relatives uh which i totally understand uh but it is a question now and some people are absolutely do not care whatsoever
0: i think that there's a lot of guilt on the part of women when it comes to having sex too early in a situation You know, because there's this preconception where and I don't even know if it's a preconception. It could be it could be science backed up by science. I have no idea. But there's this theory that men are like the the hunters and the gatherers, and it's their job. It's in their DNA and evolution to spread their seed as as much as possible. So they're the ones who have the stronger sex drive. But is there any scientific evidence to back up that, you know, men have a stronger sex drive than women do?
2: Yeah, that's, um, it, it's a little bit mixed, and I think it's a little bit more um, nuanced than we often talk about with that. So um, part of it is one of the consistent findings in the cross-cultural data is that men have a greater interest in sexual variety, so they want more uh, new things, more novelty uh, than women do on average. What does that mean? Like so it's not my stuff, fault. Or
0: like what, is that just a, a numbers game? Like you just want to have sex with as many people as possible, or is that like
2: different circumstances, sometimes the same person, but different places, different positions, Mm -hmm. different, so more novelty, men tend to be interested in a little bit more. Okay, and but when it comes to sex drive, one of the big gender differences there is what we call um, uh, part of it has to do with the very kind of term sex drive. So a lot of sex researchers talk about what's called responsive sexuality. And women tend to uh, more often have responsive sexual uh, drive or sexual desire. And what that means is, most of us don't just walk down the street thinking like, "Oh, I have to have sex right now. I want to have sex right now." We um, we need something to sort of Julian's like speak for yourself. (laughs) yourself. (laughs) But that's exactly it, right? So men tend to be a little bit more likely to have sort of sexual uh, desire and arousal sort of just um, happen. Whereas women, it's more responsive. So they need something. It's that you know you need the right mood setting or the right, the right person, or the right context, the right music, the right kissing, the right foreplay. Um, so when you ask people, for instance, how many times do you wanna have sex per week, part of that is really dependent on with whom you're having
1: sex.
0: Yeah, that's a contextual thing.
1: Yeah, I, it's, it's true that a guy could you know just literally pull his pants down and 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 have sex like it it doesn't we don't do need see you much in to be right now, do you i know but it, it?
0: you're disappointing him i'm
1: sorry but it feels like we don't i, I agree that <laughs> we don't need that much triggers to be you know to 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 start sex and it feels like yeah some women want more foreplay and yeah, that's also but, a lot of times we hear that like girls will say well you know you're just trying to like stick it in and i i need some foreplay to to get going
0: yeah like the wind can blow a certain way and guys are aroused <laughs> For women, yeah. it's like, you know, you have to, the stars have to align sometimes, you uh, know, have to get enough sleep. You have to, you have to have a good day that day. You know, gotta feel pretty. you got to feel you gotta pretty, gotta, right. You, you got to make sure you're wearing deodorants. Like it's, everything has to align.
1: Um, I actually do have a question. Do you feel like the sex drive kind of change? So I'm, I'm explaining my question. It seems like from 20 to 30 year olds guys are generally feel a little bit more horny and open about sex but it seems to me with my experience that women over 30s are a little more sexual they know their body they know what they like and they're open and they're more open and they tend to want to have sex more is that accurate
2: yes actually that's a good observation so it's one of the things that we think is happening is that as women move closer to um So there's what's sometimes called the closing time effect. Yep. If you're at the bar late at night and everyone just starts to look a little bit more attractive. (laughs) And studies have demonstrated that, uh, controlling for the amount of beer you drink. and um, But we do know that uh, with women in particular, as they move into their 30s, as the reproductive window on average starts to close, um, there seems to also be something that sexual interest seems to go up. So women sort of peak uh, the sort of peak of their sex lives tend to be a little bit later than men and it tends to be a little bit earlier. And that goes on throughout the life course. So although there's something that happens in the 30s with women in particular. um, Julian, I think you're right that there's also it becomes a point that a lot of women learn what they like, they learn what they don't like. Um, And that's true of both relationships and and sex. It's, It's also one of the interesting things that we're seeing today culturally that you know, people today have had more relationships and more breakups than past generations, right? Mm-hmm. People our, our parents, when they were in their 30s, maybe had one or two serious relationships, oh, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. We could have that in a month. <laughs> and it's a very different, um, uh, diff- different time point. But... One of the things we did, we did a study on aging and sexuality. And both men and women, as we age, we have more sexual problems. People have less less sexual frequency.
0: Mm-hmm. But women
2: in particular, actually, their sexual satisfaction went up with advanced age. So what does that mean? I think that they're more satisfied with their sex lives. They're, they're having a, a better time as they age. And I think it's because they're doing, um, they're, they're a little bit more agentic. They're in charge. They're, they know what they like. Um, they're telling their partners what they like. And it could also be that as their partner's age, as their male partner's age, they're having slower sex. So things like, Jen, as you were saying before, right, all those factors that are important, things like foreplay and talking and mood setting, those tend to um, be more involved, particular in later years, like after 60.
1: Because, yeah. uh, you know, I, 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 have, I used to hook up with a 75-year-old woman and she wanted to have sex all the time. So that's that was that. super tiring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. See,
0: that's where the whole <laughs> Mrs. Robinson movie came from, right? Dustin Hoffman? Was it Dustin Hoffman? Yeah.
1: I I think to close out this point and again, tell me if I'm wrong, but it it, it seems like women grow up, you know, thinking sex is a bit of a taboo, whereas guys, you know, if 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 like a 10-year-old guy is a 10-year-old boy is seen touching his his wiener everybody's, "Oh my god, that's so cute." But if a girl does it, it's kind of like, "Uh, it's don't perverse, do that," yeah. right? It's kind of yeah. perverse. So it seems to me like as women get older, they start to really take power of their sexuality and realize that it's that it's okay to enjoy sex, that it's okay for them to have pleasure. Whereas guys were taught that very, very young. So do you think that might be why women after their 30s tend to peak sexually?
2: Um, that's a really uh, interesting and I think complex point. And I think in some ways, uh, I'm, it's interesting you say that because I think part of that is a European understanding that I think women in the United States are shamed for a sexual life throughout. throughout Absolutely. Life, yeah. I don't think yeah. I mean, Jen is a woman in her 30s, right, I don't think there's there becomes yeah. a time where it becomes more acceptable.
0: I think it also depends on where you're from in the country and, and how you were raised. I mean, I was raised Catholic. I'm from the Midwest. So obviously there was some, you know, pressures and, and constraints there and guilts, you know. Which is why I lost my virginity at twenty-one years old. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I think that now, now times are different. But and, and depending on if you're from Los Angeles or New York, then it could be different. You weren't the first when you and I hooked up. What? Stop! You weren't. It. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. You were not the first one, <laughs> Julie. I wasn't your first. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that I think that it's different. Yeah, and and, and being a woman, yeah, it, it, there, are some, there are some social constraints put forth from a very very early age. That you're just not—you're not supposed to be sexual. You're not supposed to act sexually. You're not supposed to have much of a sex drive. Wait for the guy to chase you if he's interested. And
1: and initiate. This is something I've experienced with American girls. Is that you know I have like it's not okay for them to initiate to want the guy. I have to initiate. And I've been in a relationship where girls were—they don't want to have sex to to to. I don't know how we how to say it proper, but to get off, like they were they, they want to have sex because it was a guy's thing. The guy is having sex; he got he's pleasured, and that's all. And then some of the girls would take would do their own pleasure at home, like on their yeah. own. like, oh, that's it's fine. I want to have
0: conversation. <laughs> and I was just
1: like, I was like, I wasn't raised that way. You're, you're supposed, you know, you have to tell me what you like. You have to tell me what you want. We're two in this in this thing. We're we're doing this together.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So there's two points I want to bring up on on what you're both saying. So one is, uh, there's this great book by feminist psychologist, Deb Tolman, called Dilemmas of Desire. Uh, She's an academic in New York. And she really makes this wonderful point that part of what we see in women, particularly young women, is uh, what she calls the dilemma of desire. And that it's, society really sexualizes, particularly North American society, really sexualizes young women, but they're not supposed to be sexual. So we have all these cues of, you know, dress attractive and be attractive and be sexual. But don't actually act on it, because if you act on it, all of a sudden, you know, you're not a, you're not a good girl, quote-unquote, anymore. Um, so I think there's there's that piece um, that's really complicated and, and screws up a lot of people's intimate lives, because we worry about what we can do or we should do, uh, or asking for what it is that we want. That There's a lot of embarrassment and shame around that. Um, and then the other part uh, of what you said, uh, thinking a little bit about mutual desire, mutual pleasure, and... Who makes the first advance? So also in our single study a few years ago, we asked people, um, do you want women to ask you out on dates? And all all guys say yes, right? Almost all of them say
0: yes. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) There's nothing sexier than a girl taking power, at least for me.
0: And I'm terrified to do that. I think that a lot of women are terrified, terrified of rejection, terrified of the perception that might come along with that. Like, am I, am I, is he going to see me as too easy at that point? Is that unattractive to him if I have to be the one to chase after him?
1: Maybe maybe if a guy is insecure, he might feel like, oh, you're asking me out, so you're asking every single guy out, therefore I'm not special. But I, th- I feel like if anybody, a guy who's feels or, good or in his game. why skin, does we'll, this
0: woman, why does she feel like she's got to go fishing now? What, what is it about her that yeah. men aren't chasing after her, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: And it's tied up in all these other things, right? So we start playing these games in our head. We start running through these scripts exactly yeah. as you said. Is it me? How come someone didn't say it? You know, maybe I shouldn't. What will they think? Am I too assertive? Uh, and that's all bound up in our understanding of what we think, how we think men and women should behave intimately, and that carries over to the bedroom, right. So exactly as you were saying that, you know, how do you who initiates sex, we know that men tend to initiate sex a little bit more than women. Um, and then you, you also said something about whether or not the sex is always for pleasure. We did a study a few years ago on hookups on casual sex behavior, and we did a series of studies on them. And and one of them, what we found was that uh, particularly when it came to orgasm outcomes and pleasure outcomes, that a lot of women in particular, when they have casual sex, they don't expect or even want um, yeah. orgasm outcomes, right? Yeah. So the, 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 sometimes the point of the sex is something different. It's the experience or maybe it's to tell the guy you like. Oh, that's interesting. Or,
0: or, for the, or just for the idea of like you're bonding together.
2: Yeah, or the yeah, there's so in one of our in, in another study we did on motivations for casual sex, we found that um, nearly half of men and women said that they did it for emotional gratification. So Jen, just like you said, there's someone to say, oh, someone wants me, they want to have sex with me. But what was really interesting, my favorite finding, and there was no gender difference, 51% of men and women, this is a college sample, said that they have casual sex because they're looking to start a romantic relationship. Huh. They're looking to start dating someone um, through sex. Oh, so, let me so ask you okay, this one question that yeah. cuz
0: that goes into what I was what I was kind of wondering, my gays. I have so many gay friends who have told me the same thing like we almost look at sex as a screener for a relationship. So I have several gay friends who will invite guys over, they'll have sex and then they'll determine whether that person is is good enough or they've bonded enough to want to maybe pursue a, a relationship with them. Is that is that is that different in the gay community?
2: Yeah, some of the initial research shows that it is. It's uh, my colleague, uh, Helen Fisher and I, uh, in some of our data, we call it the sex interview. And um, you learn an awful lot about someone when you have sex with them, right? You can tell if they're, if they're hygienic. If it's, um, if it's, you know, partly it's our body smell, it's our pubic hair smell, genitals smell, uh, sometimes during sex you sweat. Yeah. There's all sorts of patterns. Some people want someone who just came home from a gym and is kind of rank and they can smell their pheromones. And someone else, looking at Jen's face, I was like, how about you? we go in the shower?
0: No, 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 no. no. <laughs> some people no. don't, but some people yeah. do
2: like that, but- but sex is also you know engaging in sex with someone there's weird sounds there's weird smells there's weird positions we often have an image of what it should what it should look like see
0: what we see in the movies and like you know
2: porn that's not the reality right sometimes you hurt yourself sometimes something smells sometimes something's wet you don't know why and that's the reality of um of our bodies and what happens so part of it is Navigating that and and finding partners that you're comfortable navigating that together talking about what works and what doesn't work for you
1: and and you're saying then that to go back to your question about the gay community that their relationship to sex is different to uh, heterosexual couples.
2: Yeah, so so what uh, some of the work suggests is that particularly for gay men, not as much for lesbian women, but for gay men, um, that sex tends to happen a little bit earlier and tends to be a little bit more casual, right? So that you, that, that is part of that early process. So that you, that on average, and the, the part of this is also, it's a particular type of kind of gay culture that really tends to be in urban spaces. So like, you know, LA, New York, Miami. Um, that there are environments and gay clubs and that you can kind of meet people and go home. And then sometimes it'll turn into relationships later and sometimes even open relationships. So they're kind of casual
1: at first and you might be seeing uh, multiple people. That kind of makes sense because if you think about it, it is men thinking like men. Yeah. So a heterosexual man, if it was socially acceptable to meet a girl and go up to her as like, I think you're cute, you want to go have sex. Guys would do it, but we have to obey the law of, of society and, and and try to charm girls because you girls think differently.
0: Well, we yeah right. I, I <laughs> yeah. feel like you know if yeah, we if, think that's, if, if that's what we do. And and we if think. you
1: think about it, two men can be extremely open because they 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 see sex the same way. Yeah, There is a great study uh,
2: that uh, just on that years ago now, um, uh, co-authored by my colleague Elaine Hatfield, a famous psychologist, studies relationships. And um, they did exactly that on the campus. They had people go up to, they had a Confederate sort of a trained actor, um, go up to both men and women, men went up to women, women went up to men, and would ask them one of three questions. And one of is, do you want to have sex tonight? And then the other is, can I take you on a date, right? So you sort of have these stage, and as you suggested that, you know, almost none of the women said yes. Um, But part of that is also, there's a lot more at risk for women. It's not as in terms of women are in a sexual event. Women are at higher risk for sexual violence, for sexually transmitted infections. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, definitely. Like if people see you leave the club together. Also,
0: uh, uh, a baby. That's something else.
2: <laughs> yes, in pregnancy. Right. There's all these. There are all these. There's yeah. just um, there's a when it comes to the risks of sex, uh, women tend to have more to lose.
1: I have one last question, and this is for all my guys that are listening to me. Because this is a problem that I know every single guy has experienced. And I would like to know if you could tell us about how, why. It has happened to me where I am genuinely interested in dating a girl. I go on a date. Date one, it's great. We have a good time. We kiss. Cool. Maybe not. Date two, again, we do fun activities. It's great. I'm interested in getting to know her. Everything's good. And there's genuine interest. And then suddenly, after we have sex, the interest is gone. On your end. On my end. But I know it has happened to every single one of my guy friends. And we don't know why. Because yes, there are, uh, you know, assholes that will charm a girl just to have sex with them and then go, aware, go away. But we are genuinely interested before. Before sex. We're genuinely into it. We're texting. We're into it. Okay. And for some reason, something happens. Like if there's some chemical in our brain that is changing that after sex, we're like, oh, question. I am not into this girl anymore. Do you have an explanation? Is there any scientific thing that says, yes, this happened?
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think, so um, uh, this is a really great question. And there's a few issues that we can look to the research so that they can inform. So sometimes it's um, what happens with sex, right? So we have a flood of, we have a physiological flood with sex that um, you get a rise, genital stimulation causes dopamine to rise. It's associated with attraction and focused attention. It's a pleasure circuit in our brain. If it's good quality sex, you can get a spike in oxytocin, you feel more bonded to the person. Um, there is all sorts of uh, a sort of physiological cascade that can happen, that does happen during sexual activity. So for some people, sometimes that's too much, right? Particularly if you're just recently dating, you could say, I really like this person and we have sex and then you kind of get overwhelmed. Your body gets physiologically overwhelmed by that response. Um, It's actually why I think one of the best pieces of advice from relationship science is second dates matter or, you know, hanging out again after, because sometimes we can get a little freaked out. For some people it's psychological. So it's some people who have what's called fear of intimacy. Um, It sometimes uh, it couldn't just be because it was intense. You know, you ride a roller coaster. Sometimes you say, you know, that was good. I don't need to do it again. A lot of people are like that with drugs, right? They'll try them and they'll say, yeah, I kind of did it. I don't need to do it again. And actually what's happening in the brain is remarkably similar with sex with a new partner. So sometimes it's bound up in fear, worry about screwing up the relationship, worried about your, your, you felt something intense. Um, And sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes you have sex with someone and you go, oh, the chemistry is just
1: not right. Yeah, I really, I really wanted this to work. Even if the chemistry, if you felt like you had chemistry prior to sex, like you're having a good time over dates, and then you have sex, and now you're feeling 180 different than how you were feeling before towards that person.
2: I think if someone has that experience every time they have sex, well, then it's probably something uh, what we call an individual difference. It's something about how they psychologically are handling sex. So, it shouldn't be the case that every time you have sex with a partner, you say, Oh, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah. There's probably something going on with how you're processing that sexual experience. Um, but other times, it could be what happens. Maybe that they were more adventurous than you expected. Maybe they were less adventurous than you expected. Um, and that's the kind of complicated thing about sex. We do learn a lot about people, and sometimes we learn a little bit more than we want, or we have a hard time making sense of it. Um, I think it's why also all the research really suggests you know talk about it talk about what you liked and what you didn't like and what you want to try next time and and get to know people so if it it depends on the goal if the goal is just kind of having fun and sex well then fine uh and for many people it is but if the goal is to establish a relationship with someone if you're looking for a partnership um i think it takes if that takes time and sometimes for some people we have sex and we go everything isn't there everything didn't line up and we had sex and i'm not ready to marry this person and have three kids And um, that's normal, right? That stuff takes time. So we have to invest in relationships. You can't have a good relationship if both people don't invest to get to really know each other.
1: All right. So you're saying if that happens to a guy, he's interested in a girl, he has sex with her, he's no longer interested. If he actually is into the idea of a relationship, he should give it a second chance and he should try like try do one another thing with her and see if it's if it's still there
2: yeah and it doesn't have to be sex go for coffee go for lunch
1: go for a hike so give it another shot
2: maybe you have sex and you say oh i don't feel it but then you go for a hike the next day and you go what was i thinking last night you're great um or maybe you go on the hike and you go oh my gut was right last night this doesn't feel right okay
0: so there's no to, to kind of sum this up there's no hard and fast rule when it comes to how early is too early to have sex
2: Yes, exactly. Jen's the analytic
1: one. She's like, give me, give
0: me... I know, I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to... And, I, it I, and, I'm, I know. and
1: I'm out here trying to find truth about myself. You know, I'm just like, why am I like this? God damn it. Please help me, Justin.
0: This was a 30-minute therapy session between you For and Julian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is
2: great. <laughs> and we look at the data and it's so messy and that's the hard thing. I think all of us want an easy answer. Yeah. I going to look at a data chart and say, okay, here's what you need to do. Here's how many hours you need to spend with the person. Okay. And um, it doesn't, partly because it's chemistry. And that, and, you know, people are like fingerprints. And you could take two people, two fingerprints, and you squish them together. And um, it's different each time. And every time you have another person, it's a different other finger. So that mix is going to be different. Each combination is dynamic in its own unique way. So there really isn't a great, um, a great kind of tried and tested rule that works for everyone.
0: Dr. Justin Garcia, thank you so much for your thank time. Thank you for
1: your time. Yes.
0: And and your and your therapy, I appreciate it. And uh, do
1: is there any? Uh, can we follow you on social media for our auditors? Is there something that you want to maybe talk about or promote? Or.
2: Yeah, sure. So um, on Instagram and Twitter, I'm Dr. Justin Garcia. Um, and, uh, also the Kinsey Institute, you could follow, uh, Kinsey. We'll, we often post things about new studies and webinars we have around, uh, human sexuality and relationships. And, uh, in 2021, I'll have a new book coming out called the intimate animal. So,
1: okay.
0: Oh, so look, get a
1: lookout for that book. Okay.
0: Well next, yeah. When your book's about to come out, we're going to have you on again and talk all about it.
1: Love it. Thank you. Yeah, Awesome. Thank all you right, so have much. Fun
0: tonight. Thank you. Bye.
1: Well, this was awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um, Your mic is right here. Oh, sorry. You're like, (laughs) yeah. Wait a second. (laughs) No, I move around a lot. And
1: then we can't hear
0: you. Move around a lot. Uh, I thought thought it was fascinating. I thought that, you know, uh, Dr. Garcia brought up a lot of good points. Yeah. Stuff that I I certainly didn't know about when it comes to how men and women handle sex.
1: Yeah, I I found myself today for sure, too.
0: I know you found yourself. (laughs) You found yourself.
1: I am not deranged.
0: Uh, well, uh, you know what? Um, I don't know. Agree to disagree. Okay. Okay. So if you have any questions, if you have anything that you would like us to talk about on the X Appeal podcast. To discuss.
1: It could be personal. Exactly. We'll, we'll discuss personal stuff.
0: Yeah. The the, the more nitty gritty, the better yeah. for us. So just hit us up on X Appeal podcast on Instagram.
1: Yeah. You can send us a DM. Our email is up there too. So, you know, if there's any specific topic we'll discuss them mm-hmm. and then we will see you in two weeks for our next episode yeah. on you, you want to do your outro
0: what what do i say
1: you know like, you did like tune in on the x appeal pod because i what? can't say this last oh time on the t3 you did it just okay. do the outro All right, do, do the outro fine
0: okay tune in next time on the x appeal podcast
1: this was jen lammer's reporting live from uh <laughs> well, at well, least i, I can blah, blah. say
0: english words julian
1: okay